good evening. How's everyone tonight? Awesome. No, I'm not going to start with a joke this time. The fact that you were anticipating it, I could probably give you one. Okay, I will. All right. I told it to Larry a few minutes ago, so I'll, I'll let you know. So there was a young man that came into a church, and he sat in the back of the church. He wasn't dressed very nice, but the minister finished his preaching for the day and went down to the back and introduced himself to the young man. And after he introduced himself to the young man, he said, you know, in our church, he said, you know, we like to dress a particular way. And he said, uh, maybe if you're going to come back again next week, you could pray and ask God what you should wear. So the following week, of course, church goes on, and the young man again sneaks in the back of the church. The minister, in the middle of his sermon, realizes he hadn't dressed any different than he did the week before. So after the service, he goes down and he says, uh, good to see you made it out again. And he said, uh, I wonder if that conversation that we had, did you pray to God about what you should wear when you come to church? He said, I did. And he said, what did God say to you? He said he didn't know what to wear here because he hadn't been here before either. So that was one on the fly. Not bad, eh? Yeah. Oh, ouch. Wow. (laughs) I can think of a few jokes along the way. They're better, yeah. I'm seasoned. (laughs) Spicy. It's interesting. So, Pastor Gary kind of stole my run there because I was going to say, you know, if if grace is an ocean, we'd all sinking. So, his grace is more than we could ever use. It's amazing to think of, right? It's amazing to think that we serve a God that's bigger than anything in your life. We serve a God that's bigger than anything you can encounter. He's more than enough, right? What I'm going to speak to you about tonight, something that it's, it's not new. Of course, the word's been around for a long time. But my revelation is a little bit different today than it was two weeks ago. So I'm hoping you catch it. Anybody want to catch it? All right, I'm going to pray. So, Father, I pray that you would open our minds to receive from your word tonight, that more than anything, that you'd reveal to us you, that we would know you in a personal way, that we would know you in a more intimate way than we did when we walked in the door. Release your word to us, Father, that we would understand it. Father, you said in your word that you'd give wisdom to those who asked. And we pray for wisdom tonight, Lord, that we would understand your word and that your word would become first place to us. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. So, I'm going to talk to you about Matthew 6, Anybody know what that is? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Let me start by saying that God wants us to be vessels of honor. That our lives would portray him. How can we do that? That was a good question, Pastor Gary. By checking our heart. By making sure our heart is right before God. At all times. Not just at 5 o'clock in the morning. Or 8, whatever time you wake up. It's by checking our heart on an ongoing basis. Seeking him first, not after. We want to see things change in our world 
we have to be willing to pay a price to do so. My intention here tonight is that you'll catch that revelation. God made it quite easy for us to seek his kingdom first and for his righteousness. Simply put, put him in the first place. He becomes number one. That means when we start our day, we start with him. That means throughout the day, we have him. That means when we end our day, we end with him. He is with us all the time. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. So why would you leave him and forsake him? Why in your moment of difficulty would you find yourself turning to a friend? Word of God tells us that Jesus, our God, sticks closer than a brother. He is the one you need to turn to regardless what's happening in your life. Jesus said that he would give us peace. One that the world didn't understand. What he was talking about was that peace that you get from that relationship. You don't have to be worried about what goes on around you. His peace passes all of that. When you're in a situation that's uncomfortable, where you're feeling like you're at risk, center in on God. Everything else falls away. I don't know about any of you, but I've experienced it in my life, and I'm sure some of you have, that if you center in on God, everything else becomes a blur. That's what he wants for us, seeking first the kingdom of God. It's not just about reading the word of God. It's about ever being mindful of his presence. That means when you speak to a coworker, being mindful of the fact that the God of the entire universe hears your words. He sees what you do. He sees your actions. He sees your facial expressions. Hmm. Even with a mask on. (laughs) Another joke and it worked, right? Okay, so that one was free. You never know. I know there's a lot of people that are glad they got them. Okay, I'm just seeing. Sorry. Now they only need Botox, right? Anyway, whatever. We need to thank God for his mercies. Right? They're new every morning. Maybe your day is going well, and you get up and things are going right. Why don't you just take a moment and thank God for that? When I wake up every morning, I look out my window, because I want to see what beautiful thing he has in store for me. If it's dark, I see stars. If the sun's coming up, Every day, I can tell you, it's wonderful. He's good to me all the time. If there's something not good going on in my life, probably I need to look at myself, right? Not him. So he's the one I can turn to. Seek him first in all things, right? Maybe your day is a struggle, and you can't understand what you did wrong to get where you're at today then just take a second and thank God for the air that you breathe. He didn't leave you this morning. Anybody? Yep. He didn't leave you this morning. He put the breath in your lungs. He put another tick in the heart so you can keep moving. If he pulled away from you for one second, you'd be dropping dead. 
Somebody get excited. I'm excited. That's who we serve. A God that puts breath in your lungs. He's made trees that create air that you can breathe. Isn't that a miraculous thing? That we have God that's got that much together, that he's got it balanced. Man in his infinite knowledge has figured out that the universe is 99.6% the size of the sun's mass. The solar system, yes. I'm sorry. My God is 100%. So I would suggest that if man went back and recalculated, it's 100%. God doesn't make a mistake. It's balanced. That's why it happens every day. Got off track there. Wasn't even in my notes. I'm excited, yeah. So... So God's hand's always at work in our lives, right? So why shouldn't we always be leaning into it? Seeking first. When you're in traffic and you don't like it, enjoy it. Because maybe he saved you from a car accident down the street. Just believe it true. What traffic? Where you live, they don't even have... Oh, forget it. Listen... When you go to the pastor's house, you have to drive 20 minutes back to the city to find deer to hunt. The deer don't live out that far. Oh, <laughs> he's not living. <laughs> if he's living in your freezer, let me know his name. <laughs> uh, Proverbs th- uh, 3, uh, verses 5 to 12. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to do it for you. If I can figure out how I did this to myself. I've got pages of stuff that I've gone through because I like to read different versions of things. So I don't read just one. I, I might go through five or six different versions, not for any reason other than I like to challenge my own thinking. Uh, so I've got this in the message here. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your your wine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friends, resent God's discipline and don't sulk under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all of this. Isn't that a nice version? Like, I'm, honestly, I, God is so good to us. Put him first place, right? Seeking him in all things and at all times. And don't get upset when you fail. His mercies are new every morning. That leads me to Lamentations 3.22 which tells us that his mercies are new every morning. But when I was studying this, when I was reading, again, I was checking out different versions. And the different versions or different uh, scripture writings about it uh, have a a whole different feeling. So I'm going to read the King James Version. Through the Lord's mercies, uh, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. In the message, it says, God's loyal love couldn't run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness? 
I'm sticking with God. He's all I have left. (laughs) He's all we have left. The world system's not going to hold you together. He's all you have left. Put your trust into him. Anybody find that powerful? I did. He's with us. He wants us to be dependent upon him. As a matter of fact, he longs for it. Exodus 34 tells us that he's a jealous God. He wants our affections. Not that we can't have a spouse, not that we can't have friends, but he wants to be first place. When he becomes first place, I think you'll see the miracles. Am I right, Larry? When he's first place, you'll preach and people will get healed. Or you'll speak, you'll pray, you'll see, you'll see things begin to happen. I'm not saying that anybody isn't doing it right. I'm saying that sometimes we just need to challenge ourselves to do things differently, right? Move out of where you're at today to become a different you. It's 2021. Hello, it's 2021. Everyone was anxious for 2020 to be over. It's 2021. Get excited. So I looked up some definitions for the seek first the kingdom of God. And uh, under seek, it says attempt to find something or attempt to obtain or achieve something. The origin of the word goes back to the Latin, which is saguar, which means to perceive keenly by scent. I thought that was interesting. So I dug a little further only to realize that it says, really think of it this way. It's more like a tracking dog chasing after a scent, nose to the ground, committed to finding or following after that scent until it's found. So if you sought after God, like a hound dog, oh, trying to find the bird you shot, right? Would you not think you will find him? His word tells us that you will. Definition of the word first, coming ahead of all others, earliest, first position, foremost in rank or of importance. And definition of kingdom, A territory ruled by a queen or king, the spiritual reign or authority of God. So, to seek first the kingdom of God, in other words, this is what I got out of this, was to chase after, with foremost importance, the territory ruled by the authority of our God, which is his kingdom. Wanting his life in your life more than you want life. Without him, we have nothing. And he loves us so. He loves us so. He doesn't stop loving you, regardless what you did today, yesterday, or 10 years ago. Get over it. Get on with it. Today's a new day. Wanting his life is the true act of obedience, right? It's true faith for the creator of the universe, true trust in the almighty God to seek after him, right? Matthew 6.33 in the message uh, translation, Jesus was speaking, of course, giving us a blueprint for life, right? How to live, what to do. And he says in uh, verse 33, I like this. It says, steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Anybody have any human concerns? We all have them. Are they a concern? Or will they just happen along? I find most things just happen along. And when, like this morning, I got up and my day kind of happened in this direction. And 
and when God God's been speaking to me about a lot of this stuff and and when I'm when I'm feel like I'm moving in a particular direction I feel like I'm doing something that's God's prodding me to I sometimes get pushed in a couple other directions kind of a test where are you going with this and that test is really more to see if I'll just do exactly what I've been doing here or what I'm talking about doing and I that can wait that can wait I'm not going to give that thought because I want to do exactly what I'm telling you. I've been doing exactly what I'm telling you. Giving first thought to what God wants from me, out of me, through me, in my entire life. Jesus was giving us the blueprint. The same thing was stated in uh, Luke 12, 31. I think he was trying to make a point here. Uh, maybe you need support. Maybe you need more verses or something to support your thinking and all of it. So um, he promises that he will not withhold from us when he comes in and engages in our lives. Matter of fact, it's the will of the Father that he's put a benefit package together for anyone that will follow after him. Did anybody know that? There's a benefit package, right? It says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? That's the food you need. That's the clothes you need. That's everything you need to get through your day. On top of all that, if you go right back to the beginning of the scripture, Genesis 1 and 2 tells us about everything man should ever need. God did it way back then. He gave everything man would need before man had need for it. Why are we concerned about anything? Why can't we just trust? Romans 8.28, all things work together for good. Why can't we just trust and seek God? Seek for his goodness, seek his blessing, seek to be a benefit to others. You know, we talk about it in a little word for men's prayer on on Saturday. You know, we talk about sharing and being a, a kind person to somebody else or being a blessing to somebody else or being a, an encouragement to somebody else. You know, every day you're put in positions. If you were ever mindful of God's presence, you wouldn't miss opportunities. Better than that, opportunities wouldn't miss you. I think sometimes because where we're at, opportunities might skate us a little bit, right? When God can trust you, you'll see it. So God created everything we had need of long before we needed it. Uh, Psalm 37 says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. In the Good News translation, see, I'm on another one. And this is good news. Seek your happiness in the Lord, and he will give your heart's desire. I love this because when you're truly seeking the kingdom of God first, it's the heart of God that we want, and it's his will that we want. See, if you're seeking after God, and you're truly seeking after God, it's not your own selfish desires that you're after. God will give you what you're asking for. But when it's your selfish things that you're asking for, you're asking for selfish things, he's not going to give them to you. You might get them. doesn't mean God wanted you to have them. When you're seeking after his will, it's his will that will be perfected. And his goodness will reward you. And again, he won't withhold it from your life. Hebrews 11.6 tells us that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, if we seek after him... He actually blesses us for it? Wow. What? 
good. Come on up, bro. It's the truth and how simple it is. He doesn't make it difficult. The word of God is not difficult. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that God could make it so easy for us sinners to become clean, blood-washed Christians. It's hard to believe that he would give up his son for us. But he has. So why can't we just walk forward in it? Why can't we step up? We need to do it. Grow up. I like it. (laughs) Get off the milk. (laughs) I think that's what Paul said, right? (laughs) Not you. (laughs) Sorry, you might have said it too, but... Jeremiah 29, 13, and uh, I know that God was speaking to Jeremiah here, uh, to the people of Israel, but that doesn't change the fact that God's promised something to Jeremiah, and he hasn't changed. God doesn't change. If he promised it to one, you know, he's pretty good. He'll do, he's not a respecter of persons. He, he loves us, and, and he'd be willing to do the same for us, right? So I like what it said in the message. <laughs> Translation, 2913. When you came looking for me, or sorry, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. Oh, hang on, hang on. When you want it more than anything else. An unquenchable thirst for more of God. He says... I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Ah, mic drop. (laughs) You won't be disappointed. God doesn't disappoint. Did you ever see the sunrise? Have you ever seen the sunset? Anybody here? How miraculous is that? He doesn't disappoint. As good as your friends might be, as good as your husband might be, as good as your wife might be, God doesn't disappoint. He doesn't let you down. Second part. So this says it's God's decree. He's decreeing that over us. The next part of it says in verse 14, it says, I'll turn things around for you. (laughs) I'll bring you back from all the countries into which I drove you. God's decree, bring you home to the place where you were sent off into exile. You can count on it. So he doesn't just say it, but he says, you can count on it. I'll do it. I said I will. So I like, you know, you hear the story. Moses was praying about the Israelites. And, you know, he had some challenging moments there with the stiff-necked people. To the tune that at one point in time, God said, okay, you can have it your way. Just go ahead and do it. And Moses turns to God and says, wait a minute. You put me here. I'm not doing this thing alone. So why can't we just... Seek God enough that we get indignant enough that I'm here, God. Use me. I'm not doing it alone, though. you got to come with me. I need you, right? I need you to work it out in my life. I need you to help me be the man that you want me to be or the woman that he wants you to be or the child that he wants you to be. Whatever it is that God's called you to do, begin to do it. Step it up. Yeah, somebody come on. I could keep going here, um, there's, but there's lots of benefits in Scripture, right? Seeking God unlocks you to his kingdom, right? 
when you seek first the kingdom of God, you unlock all the miraculous miracles that God could possibly do in your life. He gives you the kingdom when he can trust you with it, right? Do you give the keys to your Porsche to your 16-year-old boy? Yeah, (laughs) and not your car. You don't because you probably can't trust him with it yet, right? So God's the same way. When he can trust you with everything, he'll give you it. If we want to see revival happen in our lives, anybody here want to see revival happen in your life? If we want to see revival happen in our lifetime, we're going to have to do things differently. It means we might have to get up for Saturday morning prayer. It means we might have to get up and go to ladies' prayer. It means we might have to show up at church early for prayer. Or it means that we might have to do something above and beyond. Maybe we need to give something to our neighbor. Maybe we need to help somebody at work. Maybe we need to love somebody that isn't loved. Our God is a God of revival. He's been trying to revive man in his relationship with him since the beginning of time. What better one to put your time into than the God of a revival, if you want revival? He's been trying to stir man around and bring him around. He's done everything he can do for you. Sometimes I feel like I'm one of the Israelites. (laughs) I hate counting the years, though. Nobody gets 40 years, right? The wilderness stuff. It's been pretty close. Anyway. <clears throat> I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm in the promised land. My God is good to me, right? I'm still not perfect. I don't pretend to be perfect, but I've been set free from myself, and I'm free from the curse of sin and death. So, that being said, he's put me on a path. I'm here. I get to speak to you. You get to listen. (laughs) God is good. He's given us a great church. Great pastors. Very open. To all who are around. (laughs) So... As I'm closing here tonight, I want to pray that we we can see some revival happen in our church. You know, we keep talking about it. We we keep talking about what you know how things are moving in a particular direction, and and I see you know, God love Ashton. You know, she really puts her heart into singing, and and I'm not I'm not minimizing anybody else. I just I just know that she really she enters in, you know. And uh, if we are all there with her, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you right now. We'd probably be all prostrate on the floor or just laying out cold. So that's what we need to see happen, that everybody enters in, seeking after God. Wholeheartedly. Put him first. Get up in the morning. I don't mean you have to get up at 5 o'clock, whatever time you get up, but, but put them first. Make sure that when your feet hit the ground, it's good morning, Lord. Not good, Lord, it's morning. <laughs> it's all about perception, right? It's where you're at. It's how you see things. 
You know, when you hit the second or third red light in the morning, take it for what it is. Just breathe. It's a red light. They're the, they're the ones that are the same color as, oh, yeah, you don't know what color that is because you don't have red out there either. <laughs> oh, you know the night sun that goes down, that's red? Well, we've got a circle thing that's up in the air, up in the city. <laughs> it's called a red light. I got family out that way, too. I know. There's nothing out there either. <laughs> they just got power. Yeah, it's interesting. They just got power, yeah. <laughs> they don't have to rub sticks together anymore. So let's pray. Everybody can repeat after me. Dear God, make us ever mindful of your presence. Allow us a revelation of who we are and whose we are. Give us an unquenchable determination to dig in that we won't be satisfied with a little, but like that tracking dog, we will chase after you, after your presence. I pray that there will be a deep thirst that will come upon your people, both for your word and your kingdom, that we as your people will stand to see your righteousness fulfilled in our land. Help us to do our part to seek after you and your righteousness. Lord, Ephesians 1-2 tells us that we've been chosen before the foundation of this world to be holy and without blame. Please, Lord, come fill us, guide us, direct us, help us to be all that you've created us to be. In Jesus' name. All the saints said, Amen. Amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.